Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Ted. And I'm Kim. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, where you been? We've been here waiting for you. And boy, do we have something fun for you today. I'm excited. This is a Ted story. I don't really know much about it yet. Well, let's see. We all know that I love cars. True. And I love beat up cars. And we had a lot of fun with the Lemons race. We sure did. We loved them taking inappropriate vehicles and racing them on a racetrack. Indeed. And I want to actually take a second to thank the Lemon guys. They Uh were nice enough to donate some swag for us for the prize pack that we're giving away for the world's best laugh competition. That's right. Thanks, guys. And if you haven't called our laugh line and left your laugh, you should do that. Learn more at rochambeaupodcast.com slash laugh. So speaking of cars. Speaking of cars. Today, I have the Gambler 500. All right, Ted, what is the Gambler 500? The Gambler 500 is a car rally that they call an impractical off-road navigation adventure challenge. Holy moly, that's a lot of words. Yeah, does that clear it up for you? (laughs) Are we done? I want more. Okay, well, let's break it down. Impractical. You're taking a vehicle off-road that is not meant to go off-road. Oh my gosh, like my Toyota Yaris. Your Yaris would be amazing (laughs) off-road, yes. Oh gosh, how do these cars hold up? Not very well, (laughs) (laughs) or with mixed results sometimes. All right. Yeah, so off-road, we covered that. You're driving on forest roads, forest service roads, Uh, there's probably mud puddles and stuff, but yeah. Wow. Navigation, so this is not a race, it's a rally. So you're going from point to point. Using a GPS, there's an app for it, or you can use different ways to find different uh waypoints talk to me about the challenge of that why is that challenging getting from point a to point b because they don't give you a map on how to get there right (laughs) they'll say you're over here in one side of the mountain you need to get to the other side of the mountain go and i think you can choose different routes too like you can go you don't have to go a b c d you go a e f z you need to check points off of the list yes but how you do it it's up to you wow yeah um, and that's where we come to the adventure part because you're in a vehicle that's not meant to go off-road. You're off-road. You're trying to find a waypoint. Hilarity ensues. The, the wheel of your Yaris gets stuck in the mud. Oh my gosh, yeah. that gives me so much anxiety because <laughs> I am a city girl by yeah. heart and being in the woods and being lost and being in a vehicle that might not work well. Mm-hmm. It's like you're checking off all my anxiety boxes. <laughs> no, those are adventure boxes. Ah. Yeah, you got that backwards. <laughs> no, but there's people out there to help you. There's like, I think part of this is a camaraderie. So there's there's other people out there in their own station wagon or their limousine or their ambulance. So when they break down, you help Ambulance. them. Ambulance. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the cannibal run, but a lot slower and dirtier and not in the 70s. And how long of a period of time does this take? So they all happen over, I think, a roughly three day period. So you show up on a Friday night, you camp because it starts early in the morning. Saturday, uh, it's an all day affair. Like, I believe it takes, depending on the course, between 10 to 12 hours if you if you go straight through. But you have cars breaking down, you're stopping, you're... You you better bring snacks. Bring snacks and water. And then, you know, there's there's a big party that night, Saturday night, and then Sunday you head home. So This is definitely an adventure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely an adventure. And the last word is challenge. And I guess the challenge is making it through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And finding your points and hopefully finding everyone else for that party at the end. Right. Because what a bummer that would be. Uh All this for nothing. And also, you know, the challenge is bringing 
that impractical vehicle? Like how impractical can you get? You know, And do people bring their day driver cars or do they go and find a car specific for event? Yeah. You would not want to bring your daily driver. Okay. Right. Cause you're but not going to, it's yeah, not going to be the not same. Gonna make it. Plus, you know, you want a beater car that if it rolls or if it r- doesn't work, whatever, you're fine, you know, and they don't spend a lot of money on these cars. Typically a $500 theoretical rule, which everyone breaks, but that's fine. Yeah. So this one happens June 28th to 30th in Oregon. This is the original one. This is the OG 500. They sometimes call it the Grand National. Nice. And one of the originators is Tate Morgan. And I talked to Tate. You want to talk about the gambler? Uh, Absolutely. My life really isn't that interesting outside of the gambler. So it's uh, (laughs) probably probably the thing to chat about. Uh, I'm I'm Tate Morgan. live in Portland, Oregon. And... uh, I started The Gambler about six years ago along with some buddies and have kind of uh, uh, rode along this kind of crazy uh, track it's been on the last six years to be now the what we, we call the, uh, the largest uh, car rally in the world. Nice. That's pretty awesome. How did it come about? Uh, so kind of super simple and organic. It was never supposed to be uh, a, a big affair. It was just uh, us and a couple of buddies decided that uh, – It'd be fun to go get some some crummy cars, and we knew that, uh-huh. that lemons racing, while it looked super fun, was cost prohibitive for for some of our buddies. But at the end of the day, if we wanted to haul the car over the junkyard, we wouldn't feel bad about it. Right. <laughs> so you know, these aren't these these weren't cars that we we spent weeks and months and years toiling on and building. These are things that typically we just went and got off Craigslist and then drove 500 miles the next day. Nice. Where do you guys where do you drive those cars? So. So it, it really varies, you know. It, when I when I speak about the Gambler, I'll, I'll speak about the 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 main, you know, original national one that we have here in, in Oregon. You know, albeit we have uh, a lot of kind of smaller runs that occur in other states that we've kind of allowed people to use our name uh, and logo and stuff to kind of promote the, the concept of fun free, uh, you know, adventure. But mm-hmm. um, typically, what will happen is is people are, are cast with going and, and buying impractical or cheap cars, you know, or, or a minivan that maybe you already had, you know, a Toyota Corolla. We really like two-wheel drive cars. And then uh, originally, we had set out just a, a set of waypoints. And so we were on a gentleman's agreement not to break speed limits of the laws. All the cars were licensed and insured. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd navigate to these other, to all these waypoints. And typically, we'd use, you know, um, uh, apps and software and stuff. But, you know, when you're trying to hit 25 waypoints in a day, uh, in a car that really wasn't built to go on the road that was going on, um, that, that becomes uh-huh. a challenge. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, we, we used to keep time, you know, in the very beginning, uh, you know, okay. there was about half of us that were somewhat competitive. And so, you know, we were all buddies and so we wouldn't break speed limits. But, you know, when you're going off road in a, in a Nissan Sentra, you know, you, you can't really break the speed limit anyway. And so right. trying to keep the thing together and then navigating correctly was uh, was kind of the biggest challenge. But right. as we grew and got bigger and bigger, we realized we had to take speed out of the equation because there are some people that are just far too competitive to uh, to stay safe out there. Right, right. And like you said, a lot of this is off, off-road. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, nice thing about Oregon is about half of, half of the state is, uh, is public land. And okay. so um, we're able to stay on 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 old uh, you know hunting roads or na- uh, national forest roads. So th- there's definitely a little bit of road driving in between, but it's a nice reprieve uh, when you get a nice section of highway. You can relax a little bit. Um, right. But you know, for the most part, yeah, we're at, we're on back roads and, and, and 
Sweet. Um, so how big is it now? It started off with you and a couple of buddies, right? It did. It did. And I actually probably preface that, you know, in that transition as we grew, you know, we, we took that speech factor out um, and, and actually made it a lot more fun um, because we, we noticed that the people that are having the most fun were taking limousines and dressing up in costumes and not really caring about how many checkpoints uh-huh. they hit. They were just having an <laughs> adventure. And I think that's in particular what brought the the people kind of in um, is just people that don't take themselves too seriously. There are plenty of outlets for people to go race. Um, but this is more of a of an adventure and a, and a big party at the end. So right, we currently are bringing. You asked how big we are, but I was going to add that uh, this year we're projecting a little over five thousand people to come to the, the the Grand National one here in Oregon. Oh wow! Um, yeah, we had about we had about four thousand last year, so five thousand wow. is probably actually a little conservative. And that's the one held in Oregon. That's the one here in Oregon, June twenty eighth uh, through the thirtieth. Uh, it's a three day uh, affair. Um, wow. But uh, we have uh, we've developed an app, and then we have other routes that come in from all our all other states. We we wow. always have uh, a ton of Canadian teams that come down. Um, we have guys who drive their cars all the way from uh, the East Coast, um, and we have people that f- uh, are flying in from Australia and, uh-huh. uh, and Europe. So yeah, we get a we kind of have a pretty broad swath, and then we also encourage these people to then go home and, and start kind of grassroots events kind of like, you know, we used to do it. It doesn't take a lot of infrastructure to, uh, to manage small events. And so right. it's always kind of a, a fun thing to see them go back and, and see the cars they build. Yeah. Just getting them out there and having fun, huh? Oh man. And, and it's something about bringing, you know, uh, an impractical or, or the worst tool to, to get a job done <laughs> because you right. find that the, that the journey itself is, is really where the marrow of the whole event is. Right. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like lemons in that sense is that the people who, who kind of try to cheat or get real close to the line of cheating usually aren't celebrated. It's, it's the guy who made the poorest decision. For us, um, since it's not a race, we, our tagline is fun is greater than rule. And nice. so, you know, just that we don't really have any – we don't even enforce the $500 limit. If, you know, <laughs> someone to spend more on something, that's great, that's uh-huh. fine. It's not going to, uh, you know, get them – we have the scepter. Um, and that, that's going kind to of be a award for the person who, uh, who embodies the spirit the most. And isn't there a cleanup aspect to it as well? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that, that always been near and dear to my heart uh, as an outdoorsman. You know, so to be able to incorporate that into the event was huge for me, and it also helps with the, with the public image. As long as we're leaving you know, our public lands better than the way we found them, then it's kind of a, a hard argument to make you know, that, that, uh, that this is a bad thing. Not a bunch of bad yahoos. You're the good yahoos. So you're, you're talking about a little bit of the feedback. Has there been uh, what, what have you heard from people, you know, in the towns that you end up at? The local papers um, have always been had great things to say, uh, especially with the cleanup aspect, and then from the local economy. You know, we choose to go to these kind of underserved areas. Our our little gambler, you know, road rally uh, benefited the the local shops and gas stations. So uh, we've got the backing of all the the local you know, you know travel areas and. And uh, Department of Transportation, the Forest Service, you know, it wasn't always that way. I've, I've sure. sat in some meetings with the Forest Service where they were a little confused, um, you know, when they thought right. this was more of a more of a race and kind of a, a spurge on uh, on public lands. But, um, but I think we, we finally won them over. <laughs> cool. They get it now. Yep. Yeah. No, we actually have a lot of federal and, and state employees that uh, and first responders that come participate. Man, you guys are killing it. You're winning everybody over with this. 
with just like bad ideas and shenanigans in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's hard to argue with. You know, it's, just, right. <laughs> it's, it's fun and cheap and we're doing good. So. Oh, my gosh, Ted, I'm sold. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely not a Kim Drobes type event. <laughs> right. But I love everything they stand for. Yeah, I love that they're doing good. They're pulling trash out of the woods. They're having fun. It's not a lot of money. So that is the implication that he was making is on this road from point A to point B, if you see trash on the ground, you're pulling over, you're picking it up right. and throwing it in your Yaris. Right. <laughs> Back to the Yaris. I'm going to keep using right. the Yaris. Yeah. And you might be doing that dressed as a chicken or a nun or whatever, because there's a lot of costumes. Oh, my God, yes. Did we not cover that yet? No. Okay, let's go to the costumes. Right. There's plenty of people in costume, you know, chicken suits and, and, uh, and you know, mankinis and stuff. Like, you know, so people, people take it pretty far. Yeah, so, the, so there, are, there is the costume aspect. Um, does it usually go along with their cars or people just dress up? Normally, or yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it really depends. You know, some some guys probably aren't comfortable dressing up. Uh, uh-huh. You know, other others are. We actually have a pretty large female contingent too. I'd say about twenty oh, cool. percent of our attendees uh, are also are also women. You know, it's a fun kind of thing to go do with your wife or girlfriend for the weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say at least you know at least half the people are dressing up in some way, shape, or form. I do love a good costume. I know you do, and it's great that the wives and girlfriends are out there having fun. Yeah, twenty percent female participants. Good yeah. job. Good job, guys and girls. So one question that's been on my mind is he said that at a certain point for safety and for fun, they had to take speed out of the game. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you determine a winner at that point? Are there actually still awards? There are awards. Uh, He mentioned the scepter earlier, which was the guy or girl who most embodied the spirit of gambler. What was the tagline? He said, fun is greater than rules. Right. That right. is killer. Yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, but there are many, many more awards, and then they make up, they make up some on the fly. So we do. Yeah, we do have, we do have a, the, the scepter is kind of the person that embodies okay. the gambler spirit the most, right. you know, brought the worst star with this guy. We have awards for who drove the farthest. Uh, we have an app, actually, that breaks down the metric of, of how much off-road you took. So if someone traveled 500 miles and they were able to, complete that in you know 80% of it not being off-road then we're able to, to use that as our metric for competition so we have we have that award um, you know but yeah best costume and, and, and we'll also make some stuff up if there's somebody that showed up that's just outrageous or did something amazing you know, you know we always we always have our sponsors support them and then of wow. course with the trash cut now whoever brought in the biggest piece of trash uh, last year it was a boat someone got oh, wow. an abandoned boat that was on the side <laughs> of some some back road for a decade and someone dragged uh-huh. it in and then uh, and the most trash. So, yeah. That's amazing. Someone picked up a boat. A boat. I think I saw a picture of it. It's, it's not a little <laughs> boat. It's like a ski boat. What type of vehicle were they driving that they were able to tow that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe oh a yard. Gosh, maybe a limo. Yeah. You can tow it. You can tow a boat with a limo for sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, it was just being dragged on the trail, like bouncing around. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who, how do you get a boat in the middle of the woods? I don't know. No, That's don't very know. lost. I don't yeah. know if you ever seen lost, but that makes sense that, you know, a boat would end up yeah. in the middle of the woods somehow. Somehow. Yeah. So that, Kim, is the Gambler 500. And like he mentioned, uh, there are rallies all over the country. There's some in Canada. There's one in Iceland. So there is no excuse not to go buy a cheap beater, go hang out in the woods, clean up, and have some fun. Sounds like a blast. I know. In fact, um, there's one coming up in Tennessee that I think me and my friends are going to do. Wonderful. So maybe we'll have a trip report on that sometime in the future. 
Kim, what do we have on the calendar for this weekend? Well, actually, this weekend is one of our episodes that we've done in the past. Uh-huh. Episode number 11, we covered the World Beard and Moustache Oh, the Moustache Championship. That was fun. <laughs> Those guys were super cool. Super cool. And um, that is actually happening this weekend, starting on Friday the 17th. It runs through the course of the weekend, but Saturday, of course, is the main event. And if you remember, it happens in Antwerp, Belgium. Oh, that's right. If you by chance are a listener in Belgium, this is what you're doing this weekend for sure. And speaking of the World Beard and Mustache Championships. Uh Uh-huh. First, good luck to all of our our people we interviewed. Absolutely. And one of them, actually, Taylor reached out recently. Taylor was with the Austin Facial Hair Club. Oh, Bad Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Bad Taylor. (laughs) Uh, Bad Taylor reached out to say that he and some of the other guys from Austin now make up Beard Team USA. Okay. And are helping run the Nationals. And that happens in November. And we'll tell you a little more about that when it gets closer. Cool. Good work, Bad Taylor. Not so bad, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) And I have an event in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh, I've never been. I hear it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I've only been once in the summertime. I haven't been in the wintertime, oddly enough. Um, This is the Ultimate Towner Obstacle Course. Um, What is a towner? I don't know. Okay. I know what an obstacle course is. Um, This sounds fun. Towner could be, could mean a person who lives in town. Like a townie? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. We'll go with that. Okay. You could be the ultimate towner. It's a challenge compete with 25 obstacles over four miles. Wow. Yeah. This is a product of passion and it was inspired by the theme of overcoming your obstacles. Aw. How nice. So if you are in Jackson Hole or near there, go to Jackson Hole this weekend and have some fun. Yeah. Get over some obstacles in your life. Be the ultimate towner. Be the best towner you can be. (laughs) Fantastic. If you guys know about anything interesting or cool or weird or unique happening in your hometown, please reach out. We want to know about it. We want to spread the word for you. Our music today was brought to us by Cadillac Jones. Thank you very much, guys. You are awesome. If you have not heard Cadillac Jones, go to Spotify and check them out. All right, guys, the world is a big, beautiful, and sometimes quite often a strange place. Stranger it is, the more we want to hear about it. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time, people. Goodbye. Podcast about unique, uh, uh. <laughs> so so stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 okay. <laughs>